Hey y'all, before we begin, I want to share with you that my online course, The Neurodiverse Classroom, is available now for elementary teachers. You can enroll anytime at learnwithdremily.com slash teachers. I created this course because every classroom is already a neurodiverse classroom. You became a teacher because you love watching students thrive, but you're starting to question if you can meet the needs of such a diverse group of learners. I see you. You are emotionally exhausted, especially after the past three years, but you're not alone and I'm here to help. So if you're ready to learn how to connect with every student and unlock their spark for learning again, sign up at learnwithdremily.com slash teachers. That's learnwithdremily.com slash teachers. Okay, y'all, let's start the show. Welcome to Learn with Dr. Emily, the podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Emily King, a child psychologist and former school psychologist who's passionate about helping teachers and parents come together to support neurodivergent youth who are growing up in a world that wasn't built for them. Today, we are going to be talking about why a trusting parent-teacher partnership is the key to student success and how to build one. So as I take you through this, I want you to think about conflict, not you and someone else conflicting about an idea towards each other, but you and someone else aligning together against the problem. So this could be you and another parent thinking about a problem. This could be you and your child solving a problem. But in today's discussion, it's going to be about you and their educator solving a problem in order to help your child succeed. So last week, I had the pleasure of providing a professional development session to the staff at my son's elementary school. The fresh optimism of a new school year was palpable. Even after the two years we've had, teachers are still showing up for our kids, and I am so grateful. While I was presenting, it hit me. Every teacher in this room and every teacher I meet this school year has said yes to returning to work. Trust me, they've thought about their job, their profession, and their calling, and they considered their options. And they said yes to our kids and to this year. They want to be here and they want the best for our children. But there are stressors that teachers face that make this job unsustainable for some of them. All the data collection, meetings, and testing standards on top of the actual teaching can be overwhelming, especially if a teacher doesn't have the supportive administration that's needed to sustain this role. On top of this, when I consult with teachers, they often report their highest level of stress doesn't actually come from their students, but from upset parents, us. So as a child psychologist, I'm also though hearing stories from anxious parents about how teachers and administrators are not meeting the needs of their neurodivergent child. So I find myself in this situation where I want to share both perspectives so we can come together and provide the best outcome for our kids. So many concern, concerns from parents stem from a lack of communication. I always encourage parents every day to embrace the mindset that no news is good news because educators have a lot of responsibilities outside of the classroom time. And unless there's a significant concern to share, no news really is good news. And a teacher who has time to share a positive anecdote with you is often a sign that they not only understand the value of this win for your child, but they're likely supported enough by their school administration to have time to tell you about it. While communication is paramount in helping parents and educators work together to support students, 
The most important factor in establishing and maintaining these relationships is trust. Without trust, simple everyday interactions can go one of two ways. If parents don't hear from a teacher, but they trust them, they'll think, no news is good news, like I said. She'll let me know if there's a concern. In other words, they trust that teacher's judgment to be their child's person throughout the school day. If they don't hear from a teacher and they don't trust them, they may think, I'm frustrated he's not communicating with me. How will I know how things are going at school? I've worked hard over the years to establish trusting relationships with my own children's teachers, which has led to partnerships beyond what I could have imagined. My boys returned to school today. One is starting high school in ninth grade and one starting third grade. I've, always, I've also asked some public educators that I trust to add their perspectives that I'm going to share today. Perhaps something in here can help you foster a partnership with your child's teacher or it might speak to you as an educator about building stronger connections with your student's parents. So here's my perspective as a parent. I've never been a teacher. I do not know what it feels like to make connections with 20 or 30 children at once, plan a lesson that's only appropriate for a few and must be differentiated for others, and meet the expectations of the principal, the school, and the district, and multiple IEP plans and 504 plans all at the same time. It's the hardest but most important job out there because nurturing young learners is the foundation for the future of our communities. They're literally going to become the citizens in our communities. However, I've worked in public schools as a school psychologist, and I've been in countless classrooms observing students and their interactions with their teachers. You can call me your fly on the wall. But when my own kids started school, I couldn't be the fly on the wall in their classrooms, and I had to learn how to build real relationships from the outside in. One of the first interactions with my son's preschool teachers was when they shared their developmental concerns for him. At that moment, a parent's reaction goes one of two ways. If you trust this teacher, you believe her, and you work together to figure out how to best support your child. However, if you don't trust this teacher, you question her, rationalize why she might be wrong, and your child might not get the support they need at least not as fast as they would in the first scenario. Hey y'all, I'm excited to announce that registration is now open for my summer workshops for elementary educators. We will be joining each other live via Zoom on Wednesday mornings in July to learn about reframing behavior, designing social emotional lesson plans, how to write social stories that work, and also how to teach children about each other's neurodiversity. To learn more, go to learnwithdremily.com slash summer. Now back to the show. Having concerns about your child is a vulnerable situation to be in, and it really helps if you trust the teacher in that partnership. So many years later, after talking to that preschool teacher about my son's development, I believe my partnership with his teachers has been a key factor in his success. I want parents and teachers to know that this trusting relationship is possible. This is how we did it. So parents, get involved. In order for us to trust teachers and school staff, we have to first know them. If your only interaction with teachers is when something is wrong, this will not build a trusting partnership. So how can we show up? You can give your time, your money, or donated supplies, but show up. Um, and show teachers that you support the job they're doing for all students, not just for your students. 
um, or for your children in your home. I'm of the mindset that for every parent who volunteers, there are five or so more parents who can't volunteer due to working multiple jobs or having young children at home. So be present not only for your child, but for the classmates as well. Be a classroom helper, a field trip chaperone, organize books in the school library if the big crowded situations are not your thing, and join the PTA. Some of my strongest relationships with teachers and administrators were built through interactions I've had during PTA meetings and events. When you present yourself as helpful and collaborative in one school setting, teachers understand that you'll be helpful and collaborative in parent-teacher conferences and IEP meetings too. They'll be appreciative of your time and this builds trust. You will also see them in action with your child and this will build your trust in them as well. So teachers and parents, we've got to communicate, but with boundaries. Don't let the only time for communication be in the carpool line. No one can build a trusting relationship there. We all know it. Establish the best way to contact each other and stick to it. So try to communicate um, only when you are feeling calm and regulated yourself. Don't communicate when you're anxious or angry. Use that tried and true method of write that email, but don't send it yet. Sleep on it. Have your partner or colleague look it over. Parents, if you wouldn't say it to a coworker, don't say it to a teacher. It's a collaborative partnership and the project is your child. So don't let your emotions hijack the project. One special education teacher told me, when a parent comes across as accusatory, when when I express a concern to them or share data, it makes me more hesitant to reach out. So parents, I know you feel you want to protect your child when you don't think they're getting what they need, but have you ever wanted to collaborate with someone who's angry with you? If teachers are walking on eggshells around you due to a previous interaction, they may not share as much information with you as you would get through a trusting relationship. When teachers can predict that you'll be collaborative, they will look forward to sharing information with you, which will equate to solving problems faster and more effectively for your child. One day soon, students will advocate for themselves and we are their role model now. They're watching how we interact with each other. So how we build relationships matters. If working collaboratively with teachers is difficult for you due to maybe your past experiences with schools, seek support for yourself so that you can show up for your child. Teachers, you know um, that some parents are triggered by interactions with educators because they're reminded of negative experiences from their own schooling. So help parents refocus to collaboratively problem solve this task. What does this child, my child need? They need for us to be open and available to communicate with each other, and they also need to learn how to advocate for them if something isn't in their best interests. So one special education teacher told me, parents are parenting to the extent they know how to. When everyone knows more, we all do better and are more effective. Parents, keep sending your kids to school on time, support academic and behavioral growth, and let's grow as a community so we can be more effective. Parents, the more information is better. This is a big one. In my work with neurodivergent children, parents are often scared that their child will wrongly be wrongly labeled or judged based on previous evaluation reports or the opinion of a previous teacher. In my experience, more information is best, and without it, teachers may not understand your child as well as they could. One special education teacher told me, It truly takes a team, and when parents and teachers are on the same page and work together, that creates so much more success. 
I would say it's helpful when parents share information in the beginning of the year about their child. Parents know their kids best, and when I can come in with some awareness around the student's likes, what their strengths are, and what their challenges are, it helps me get off to a great start. Another, let's see, another, this is actually an assistant principal told me this one. I believe parents first trust us by sending their students to us, believing that we will do all we can to help students grow throughout the year. It's always helpful for parents to share information that they feel might impact their child while learning in school. That ranges from changes at home like a new baby, um, a relative moving into the home, a change in job, change in family dynamics, inconsistent bedtime routines, any of that we need to share with teachers. So let's start the school year off with that email. doesn't have to be before, but could be even this week if your child has already started school. To so all the teachers to get to know your child, you're the expert. So tell them what works, tell them what doesn't work, what to look for, and position yourself as a supportive and available partner on this journey. So educators, I know you know this, but I'm going to remind you, it really is all about the administration. At the end of the day, in my opinion, the cornerstone of a trusting relationship between parents and educators is first modeled by the principal and assistant principal. The principal sets the tone of the school and is a role model for teachers. Like any job, when staff feel supported, they want to give their best. Schools earn reputations for having great teachers and for being a great place to work, just like any other company. High test scores and nice facilities are important to many people, but I truly believe that good schools are created by excellent educators. It's the people and the relationships that make the difference. One assistant principal told me, I work really hard establishing trusting relationships. In my role, those relationships only get stronger from year to year. I think the parent-teacher trust is more difficult to build because of the yearly changes. Some turnover is good though, and I wish that was reflected. We always encourage our staff to pursue positions that speak to them or will help them continue to grow. So when teachers work in an environment where they're encouraged to grow and trust each other, collaboration is fostered not only with teachers, but with parents and students. So parents often ask me, but what if trust is broken? So what if you don't trust the teacher? First, ask yourself why. Um, have you had a negative interaction? Is their temperament not a good fit for your child? Once you've had enough interactions to be sure whether or not you trust the teacher's skills and judgment, what if you don't? Most concerns can be solved in, by holding a parent-teacher conference. However, if you're not feeling heard, it's time to talk to the school administrator. Perhaps the teacher needs support from the principal to explain why the school can't provide what you're asking for. Perhaps the teacher needs more training, or perhaps there's a pattern in the classroom you think the principal should know about. In this moment, if you're an involved parent at school, you'll feel more comfortable reaching out to the administration. So many parents I work with say, I don't want to go over the teacher's head, or I'm scared to talk to the principal. In my experience, talking to the teacher first is the best thing to do, but if you think the teacher needs more support, principals want to know about it. If you have a concern about a teacher, it's the principal who knows all that might be at play in that situation, even if they can't tell you every detail due to confidentiality. Be a collaborative partner who is open to hearing and giving feedback so that problems can be solved and progress can be made. However, remember, all concerns are relative. A concern for you may not be a concern for another family. Principals are in the business of triaging concerns, so just be patient. Like any collaborative partnership, there will always be problems to solve, and at times there will be conflict. 
but we can weather the conflict and build a path of success if the foundation is built on a trusting partnership. So let's stay connected. See you next time.